All right, people fired up about Mike Jones. Get a lot of texts. We'll go through some of those. 10.45 tomorrow, the press conference uh, for Mike Jones. And uh, joining us right now, pleasure to bring in a guy who covered him and knows him very well. Up at Capitol Hoops uh, in the DMV, in the WCAC, he is Mark Stern. Good enough to give us some time today uh, to talk about uh, the big move from the Monarchs. What's going on, Mark? How you doing, man? I'm good, Scott. How are you? Uh, very good. Excited. Uh, very excited. You know, once this job became open earlier this week, you know, it just made a lot of sense to a lot of us alums uh, and followers of, of Mike's career that this would be uh, the next step for him. Uh, you know him well. I mean, when he, when he left three years ago to get into college basketball as an assistant at Virginia Tech, do you, do you think it was in, in the idea of that, hey, when jobs open at some point, you know, to get one of these college jobs, this is what I have to do to take that next step to be a college head coach? Yes, absolutely. I think that was, I think that was definitely the plan from the jump. Um, obviously, you, don't, you never know which way things are going to go. And, you know, Maryland came up. And he couldn't turn that down, but I think you you hit it on the head with what you said. So, in terms of what he did at Demath, I try to explain this to folks that aren't from the DC area that you know it wasn't an easy job. I know when you say, "Oh, well, Demath, it's it's got to be what well, that's the easiest job ever," but no, he was following Morgan Wooten, uh, an absolute legend uh, in the area and a legend among high school coaches everywhere. Right? I mean, it was not an easy slam dunk kind of job when he took it. Uh, yeah, I, I think quite the opposite. I think it's one of the most pressure-packed jobs you could you could inherit, and he did not do very well his first year, which a lot of people don't know. I mean, he had the interim tag kind of hanging over his head, and the team didn't you know didn't kind of live up to Demathis' standards, and I'm sure to the standards that that Mike had for himself. But you know, the the school felt strongly in keeping him, and I think they made a wise decision based off the. 20, 20 years, 21 years, 19 years, somewhere in there that he uh, that he poured into his alma mater. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, in terms of style and, and what you saw watching his teams at DeMath and all the different teams they had, what, what do you think, you know, if somebody said to you, what, what's the coaching style, what's the playing style of his team's going to be, um, you know, at the collegiate level? I think he's a great X's and O's guys. I think one of the things – that I admire most about covering Mike over the past 15 years is his demeanor, um, the respect that he commands from Joe, from both his players, his coaches, you know, assistant coaches, referees, obviously his players, but he's very composed. He is incredibly sharp and smart on the sideline. I mean, I sit with him at lots of games, mm-hmm. high school games these days as he's recruiting. And his, the way he sees things is, and I know a lot of coaches on many different levels, and he, he just has this brilliant basketball mind. And I'm like always just, just in amazement at, at, at kind of all the things that are entering his mind at a time. So I think he's an incredible communicator as well. Um, he's definitely a man-to-man defense guy when it comes to like schematics. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, you know, he's been blessed with – I think one of the most intriguing things is he's always been blessed with incredible, incredible talent, no matter where he's been. So he's at DeMatha. He's got the best high school players in the country. He goes to Virginia Tech, and he goes to Maryland. He's got, you know, these high major power five players. 
And now at Old Dominion, it might be a different talent level compared to the ACC, compared to the Big Ten, so it might be a little bit of a adjustment, so to speak. Um, and I'm very intrigued to see kind of how that plays out. Yeah, no question. We're here with uh, Mark Stern, Capital Hoops. So this is your Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King. He joins us via the Ballyhoo's guest line. And, and the other thing, you know, what kind of staff he puts together, right? Like, that's big. He's got a lot of different, you know, connections in different places, plus with the USA Basketball. To me, Mark, that's going to be fascinating, right? What kind of staff he, he chooses to put together here uh, at Old Dominion as well? Uh, yes, absolutely. I can only imagine the number of assistant coaches or, or poten- you know, current assistants, po- people who want to be on his staff who are calling him right now, making their pitch. And that's got to be a stressful thing for Mike to kind of figure out. I mean, he's got so many relationships on so many levels, like you just alluded to. And now he's got to pick, you know, his, his three guys. Or, you know, I guess there's a couple more people on the, on staffs these days, but his sure. three bench assistants will be a very – uh you know, something to look out for. He's got so many candidates. You know, whether he brings an old DeMatha guy on is, is very possible. Whether he brings, you know, someone on from the DMV that, you know, he's known for a long time, you know, going back to his playing days is, is certainly possible. So I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how that, you know, how that pans out. Yeah, no, no question about it. And, you know, the, the recruitment part, you know, that's what he was, you know, was doing at Virginia Tech, what he's doing at Maryland. I know Maryland just got a, a big pull last week, uh, you know, bringing Queen back home, uh, if you will, from, you know, Baltimore product who's uh, been down, um, what was it, Mount Verde, right? He was playing. Anyway, so that was a big pull for him. But th- th- that part of yep. it, too, going from that chair to now the head guy being able to run his own thing. Uh, is exciting, right, to think about because this is probably an empty is very much an empty canvas for him after you know sitting as an assistant over these last three years, whether it was with Mike Younger or then with Kevin Willard uh, this season. Yeah, yes, definitely. And Mike knows the DMV. I'm sure he's going to be actively recruiting DMV kids to come down to 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 his alma mater, Old Dominion. But that'll be, you know, again, just like the coaching, just like bringing his coaches on. Obviously, bringing his players is, is paramount at this point, and I, I think he'll do a really good job. I mean, I, I go to high school games with Mike <laughs> twice a week, and we sit there and we evaluate players, and you know he's got his finger on the pulse of DMV high school basketball, so that will bode very well for him. Well, let me ask you this: You're again up there in DC area. Um, Caden Diggs from Bullis is, uh, you know, signed a letter of intent here. Uh, when Jeff Jones was still the coach, uh, you know, was part of what has been called the highest-rated recruiting class Old Dominion's ever signed before. Uh, Mike Jones being in the mix now uh, with with Caden there, and obviously Mike probably being well aware of who he is. Uh, do you do you think that's something that probably helps con- keeping him committed to Old Dominion? I, without really having intimate knowledge, I would say yes, definitely. Mike's got a really strong relationship with Bruce Kelly. Uh, Bullis's head coach, who coaches Caden. Um, I've seen Mike at Bullis games this year. Um, not necessarily looking at Caden, but sure. just, you know, watch, just watching players in general. So, you know, again, without really having intimate knowledge of it, I, I would say, I, I would say, I, I think Caden's probably very excited about this. Now, did you? What, what did you? Th- what do you think about Caden? You see him. You've seen. You watch Bullis. Is is he uh, really growing into? Uh, somebody that could be a, a big time player at, at the uh, Sun Belt level. Definitely, he had 
I, I remember writing some tweets about this recently at a high school game. He had one of the best six to eight minute stretches that I've seen on the high school level of any player this year. This was about a week or two ago where he just kept Bullis in a game against Georgetown Prep, who Bullis went on to defeat in the IAC championship. I mean, he was hitting three-pointers, lots of big dunks, and his perimeter game is something he needs to work on. I I don't think he's known for his perimeter game, but I think he had two threes in this six-minute stretch that I'm referencing. I think he had 14 consecutive Bullis points in this stretch, and his game is really expanding. And he plays on a Bullis team right now where he's not the first or second or maybe third option. So, I mean, he's on a loaded Bullis team that's nationally ranked with multiple high majors on the team. So, you know, I think he'll have an opportunity at ODU to slide in and maybe be more of a focal point on their offense than he is on his high school team. Nice. And he's a um, 6'7 kid, right? He's about 6'7? Yeah, I'd say that's right. Yeah. Nice, nice. And he's um, – so look, you're seeing the growth there. Well, that's certainly good news. And is he, is he more of a small forward or a shooting guard? What would you say? Not that it matters anymore. Small forward. Small, yes. small forward. He's more. He's more of a forward. Yeah, yeah. Very, very athletic. Very athletic. Well, that's uh, that's big news. So excited about that. And again, um, as you say, you see Mike out. So I mean, he, he's a gym rat, right? I mean, he's a guy who is. You know, this is one of the big things that Wood Sealy, the athletic director, said to us yesterday. He wants a guy who is a, a great recruiter because, again, you can't win without great players. I mean, bottom line, you, you're not going to win big with, without the people, and you're telling us you're out there a couple times a week seeing him at all these games. Yes, he's definitely a gym rat. The guy, I'll tell you this, the guy does not sleep. <laughs> he, he texts me at 6.30 in the morning. I talk to him at 1 a.m. The guy is always awake, which is really important for – you know, he's just yeah. dialed in, and he loves basketball. And, he, he, yeah, the guy needs to take a nap before he gets down to ODU. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, 1045 tomorrow. You can be up early tomorrow, too. Uh, I imagine they're, they're working around Mike's Maryland schedule uh, to get him down there and back. But we just got the official release from ODU that it's a 1045 presser tomorrow. Uh, and, again, looking forward to, uh, to seeing Mike uh, down here. And, uh, again, this just makes a lot of sense. And, and, obviously, ODU didn't complicate this uh, – didn't complicate this search and uh, went ahead and uh, brought in one of their own to, to take his place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be down there next year, uh, you know, assuming all of the rumors are true, which, which, <laughs> I, which I believe they are. Yeah. Um, and uh, congratulations to you as an ODU alum that you've got, uh, you know, Mike, Mike, coming, Mike coming into town. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Watched him play here and now get to watch him coach here. Hey, appreciate your time, Mark. Thanks for getting us some insights on, uh, on Mike Jones and obviously on Caden Diggs, too. I know a lot of fans are excited to see him down here next season as well. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Scott. All right, thank you. Mark Stern with us from uh, Capitol Hoops up in D.C. Uh, Going to get some time, as you heard him say. He sees Mike out these games all the time up there recruiting. All right, we'll talk to Billy Mann at 535 again, uh, ODU. Hoops analyst, former player, and called the games of Mike was um, playing here and now obviously uh, doing the uh, digital stuff with myself on uh, home nights uh, here with the Monarch. So looking forward to talking to Billy about that. But that was interesting uh, hearing from him. You know, they run kind of a flex offense at DeMatha. There's a lot of this YouTube stuff if you, if you care about that. But again, some of it's from a while back. I mean, it'll be fascinating to see how he kind of envisions the offense here with this team kind of style they want to run as he said yeah the math was definitely a man-to-man team 
Uh, and you know, there's there's some interesting names. You know, we're not going to do it all today, but there there are there's some folks in the portal that um, have some connections with him. One of which is uh, Rodney Rice at Virginia Tech, who left the team unexpectedly in October. I don't know what his situation is, but could be a guy looking for a new home. Um, there's also some potential for some others that might ju- get in the portal here uh, that, um, you know, ODU has some connections with in the past now that Mike is involved. So I'll just kind of leave it at that and shut up right now. All right, uh, 757-687-9494, Reaction to Mike Jones, got a lot of text to get to. We'll do that on the other side. Uh, Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident, call 757-INJURED. The Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. All right, welcome back. Uh, again, thanks to um, Mark Stern from Capital Hoops for joining us, talking a little Mike Jones with us, and uh, what he's seen, Mike, on the recruiting trail uh, up in the DMV, and also now, obviously, uh, tomorrow, 1045, expected to be introduced as the new uh, ODU head basketball coach at a uh, press conference. All right, Billy Mann will be with us at uh, 535 after the update there. Um, I'll tell you what, let's do this right now, Richie. Um, let's give away some NASCAR tickets. Yes, Toyota Owners 400. Richmond Raceway, March 31st, uh, be the... First caller this time. Let's see the fastest, because it's NASCAR. We should have this fastest person. 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. The Ballyhoos phone line. If you want to go see NASCAR, be the fastest dialer uh, to do so, and you are headed on your way. By the way, today is Leap Day, which is, you know, is is different, needless to say, is uh, somebody mentioned uh, earlier um you know if you have one of these birthdays it only happens every four years makes you very young so for example tyrese halliburton uh his birthday said he was born in 2000 he's actually only six years old it's really weird uh, he's one of four nba players uh to be or- born on um february 29th in the history of the nba think about that the history of the nba it's a long history but only four players to be on the born on the 29th Antigo cummings was another one chucky brown uh, and John Chaney was born on February 29th. Who knew? Because I didn't until just now. So kind of a weird kind of historical thing on Leap Day uh, today being here. Um, and we were talking about this yesterday, and some of you uh, told me we can't just erase a Leap Day. Like, I wanted to just erase it from the calendar. You, you were explaining to me how that would be just – would just screw everything up. At least every five years it would mess everything up. Our four years would be very problematic if we didn't do that because of the – seasons and all this stuff I, I don't know i think by the time we got to it it'd be so far away it'd be fine and, and, all, and are there really any seasons anymore for being serious for a second it doesn't feel like it well anyway oscar robertson has the most points scored in nba history on a leap day in 1964 he had 43 hakeem the dream elijah one one of my favorites had uh, 42 and 96 on leap day russell westbrook in 2020 had a 41 point day on leap day Carl Malone, the mailman, delivered 41 on Leap Day in 88 as well. So there you go. Those are the uh, the Leap Day statistics for you, uh, if you care to know those. Now you do. And the Celtics, isn't this perfect? Yeah, the luck of the Irish have the best Leap Day record in NBA history. They're 9-2 and two on Leap Days. So they have the most wins in NBA history on Leap Days, followed by the Warriors, who have eight. Also, you know, 
kind of depends on the calendar if you get to play on those days, right? You know, I mean, that's part of it. They also had this thing on SportsCenter today, like the most famous leaps in sports. And, of course, you know, they had Michael Jordan, um, you know, dunk competition, you know, taking off from the foul line. They had Leroy Butler of the Green Bay Packers. Of course, a fish. they think the first Lambo leap was Leroy Butler, December 16th of 93, when he did the Lambo leap. They believe that was the first, or at least the most well-known celebration of in sports of the Lambo leap. And it was 93 and December 16th. And I do believe Leroy Butler... Again, gets credited for this, and, and nobody else has tried to argue that it wasn't him at this point. So I'm going to go ahead and say this is factual information, and we should uh, we should keep crediting LeRoy Butler for the Lambo leap as time goes on here. And I don't know if he's you know does he, he doesn't get any piece of the action when guys do it or anything like that. It's not like a Michael Buffer situation, or if you do a Lambo leap, you got to pay Michael Buff, you got to pay uh, LeRoy Butler, excuse me, uh, money or anything like that. Uh, I don't believe there's anything. Like that, so that that's good to know that that um, you know you can do it for free. You don't, you don't have to pay any extra benefits for it. But he is the guy who created it, so hopefully he's I don't know. He's like, do you trademark Lambo Leap? I don't know what you do, but hopefully there's some type of way that he's making some bucks off of that thing. Hopefully that's the case. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. All right, couple things here on um, somebody just said they weren't quick enough on the phones. Yeah, I mean it happens, folks. I mean, I you know, I can't I can't I cannot do it for you, right? Yes, more tickets tomorrow. Last last chance tomorrow, right? Like it's the last like it's for the like if it's just like a race, your last chance at qualifying's tomorrow, right? Like the last day we're giving these away tomorrow? I believe so. Yeah. So sorry. We are giving away 21 Savage tickets later on today. But if we do give away more next week, hey, it's a bonus then. Yeah, right? but if we do give it away tomorrow, but I would just kind of prepare myself uh, you know, doing some finger stretches, maybe have us in speed dial, whatever you might want to call it. Who just won the tickets, by the way? The, the I've got a bit of a story here. People, people think this is fixed, okay, but it's not. He was the very first caller, he was very fast in the fingers. Okay, what's his name? Jamal Oase, who is uh, from Williamsburg. Okay. And I thought his name looked familiar. Right. He was my pre-algebra teacher at James Blair Middle School in 1980. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. So I struggled. Algebra teacher just won. Yes. Nice. That is good. I, I, my, no, I don't think anybody's going to find that to be fixed. My, right. my grades weren't the best in this class, but that was my fault, to tell you the truth. So. Yeah, well, that's on you. That's not the teacher. I, 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 only bad students. But my mom and dad are the mathematical wizards. So is my sister. They were the ones with the mathematics degrees from multiple <laughs> major universities. and I read baseball scores in the radio. Well, you know. Everybody knows that you know you got to know your skill set, right? Oh boy, I tell you what, there was one skill set that did not trans- transition genetically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg uh, via Kempsville says Mike Jones should hire Mario Mullins as an assistant mark currently at Ocean Lakes, the head coach. Yeah, should be able to clean up recruiting in uh, DC and seven five seven between the two of them. I think there's a lot of guys from that team wound up in coaching. Didn't yeah, they? and I think even earlier era, I know Keith Jackson was coaching for a long time in the DC area at a school that went with with uh, Spingarn before it went under i'm not sure where he's coaching now um he's not the only one of course Odell hodge is coaching overseas um there is uh yeah i mean there, there's potential for former players to be on this thing i mean i'm sure he'll talk to the current staff i mean you know there's a lot a lot that goes into putting together a, a coaching staff you know will you we have somebody that used to be a head coach in college basketball at some level or do you have 
you know, on your staff? What, like, what do you want? Like, what's the yin and the yang of what you want on your staff? Will be interesting. And do you have um, the potential for some of these current guys to be held over? I mean, I, I'm sure he is well aware of some of these guys. Some of them, you know, they've run in the same circles. So that will also be uh, interesting to see. But yeah, you got to, you got to, um, he's going to be able to put together staff he's comfortable with, one that he thinks complements what he does. Uh, you know, and then you also sometimes need people for your blind spots, right? Like that's what you have to do. There's certainly a lot of lot of positives to the job, and we were talking about it with uh, with Coach Jeff Jones on Monday. You know, when he was kind of selling us on what was what were the pros, and certainly the support level is off the charts. Especially saw that this year when the team wasn't doing well. Um, they've gotten in the collective world like a lot of schools, but it sounds like they're making real good headway with theirs. Although I'll say this, what's been interesting this year, talking to the Madison folks and talking to uh, folks at App, you know, they're they're not big into that right now. This t- that team was not built off of a, or kept off of like collective money. So yeah, it's important. Is it the end all be all? No, not always. Um, but yeah, you know, Robert Jones was here with us on Tuesday saying, you know, you know, he's trying to. They're trying to do that. They're doing that now at Norfolk State, and how important it is to have it because really that's what the players want more than anything. And that's true, but you got, you know, again, experience, you've got to build the program up. Mark Byington at Madison, Kern at, uh, at app. They have to this point been able to keep it together without going big into the collective world at this point. Now, eventually I'm sure they would like to get to get get to more into it for sure. Makes things easier. But right now, you know, the two best team, two best teams in your conference this year have veteran players came back. It wasn't like they were, you know, paid to come back and stay, chose to stay at their winning situations and are doing really well between uh, Dustin Kearns program at app. And obviously Mark Byington at James Madison. All right. Seven, five, seven, six, eight, seven, 94, 94. Keep the text coming. Uh, also the, uh, Valley Hoos phone line will be open. Uh, Billy Mann uh, will join us coming up on the other side. ODU basketball analyst, of course, uh, former player, called Mike Jones' games with uh, John Castleberry back in the day on 1310 on the score uh, when uh, Mike was here as well. So we'll get to Billy's thoughts on the hire from Old Dominion again tomorrow. Um, sources indicating will be Mike Jones. They've announced there's a press conference at 1045, by the way. They just haven't said who's going to be there. <laughs> Gee, trying to keep the mystery going. They huh? try to keep the mystery going, and here we are. Like, like maybe come out, like you know how they do, like the fog and the smoke at the games. Maybe that's just going to be like an introduction. And who, what? Anyway, all right. So we'll get to Billy coming up on the other side. Scott Jackson Show, Priority of Sports Radio, ninety four point one. We're brought to you by Larry Kinglaw, Richie Somerville, Scott Your Sports Center. The Scott Jackson Show will return after this timeout on Priority Auto Sports Radio, ninety four point one. Is that Mike Jones going to be introduced here tomorrow? Uh, well, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, I think he checks a lot of boxes, and you know, it wasn't that. Uh, you know, I guess we had anticipated, you know, having to get a coach, you know, this quickly or so soon. Uh, you know, but the circumstances required, uh, I guess, immediate action, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I applaud the school for making a move as fast as they had because I know a lot of, a lot of stuff goes on, you know, during the NCAA tournament. And man, it's, uh, you know, to be able to get a guy like that, you know, who was alum, 
Um, you know, certainly a Damascus bred and, you know, with his travels, been to some really good programs. And, I mean, I, I think the timing is right. Yeah, no doubt. And as you know, with um... – you know, you really you're you're left vulnerable if you don't fill it quickly with the transfer portal opening. You got a, a what is rated to be a very high recruiting class coming in, and you need to you need to re-recruit your own your guys on your roster too, right? The ones that you feel like can help you moving forward here. So, I mean, I kind of understand that the speed of which that they went after this thing. Yeah, I mean that was really, uh, I mean obviously a lot of work went into to doing to making that work so quickly and you know I, again i applaud how they move quickly because you know and thoroughly because you you know you don't make a hire like that without being thorough and without doing your due diligence um and then having a lot of conversations on the ground in the office so i mean it was uh it was very nice to see that uh you know it was done that way but you know again just to have an alum uh, obviously when Mike was playing I was doing radio I'd seen a majority of his games and seeing him play as a, as a player um you know having that uh that the Massa background certainly is a help um you're very familiar with that program so um yeah I, I just think it was a nice choice at the right time yeah and like he was part of a lot of winning teams as you know um watching those teams up close I mean they two-time uh, CAA champs back then, and the conference was very were challenging back in those days. So to to see him uh, be able to uh, come back here and, and kind of know what the, what the what the standard was when it was at its best, and uh, see if he can kind of find a way to to get it back to that as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, hey, there's going to be a lot of movement. There's going to be a lot of movement, um, you know, amongst these colleges, and you know, I, I think just in watching this uh, portal thing. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's very difficult for any coach to build, you know, an entire team through the portal. Yeah. Uh, you have to have some, you know, foundation mainstays, uh, some kids that understand what you're trying to accomplish to build a culture. And you bring those, you know, transfer guys in uh, to fill spots. And a lot of them, uh, that are coming in, you know, you hope to get an experienced person that's looking to continue their career, that wants to continue to play, you know, after college, get their degree. So, you know, you, you fill in those mature guys, but you got to have a base and a core group of younger players that you have developed. So uh, I, I think Mike, as I said, I, I think he will check all the boxes. I think he does check all those boxes. Uh, Billy Mann here with us. Scott Jackson, your priority auto sports radio, 94.1 brought to you by Larry King. Law joins us via the Ballyhoo's, uh, guest line. All right. So the, um, you know, of course the next part of this, this equation is, you know, putting a staff together, right? Like, I mean, Mike's had a lot, had a few different stops. I know they get a long run into Matha, you know, knows people from USA basketball and these, these kind of things, Do you, you know, that will be the other interesting part, right? Like what kind of staff he assembles and, you know, maybe bring some guys back from the, from this current staff as well. Yeah, I mean, that's always interesting um, because this is a chance for him to do it his way. Uh, you know, is, uh, you know, that Frank Sinatra song, I did it my way. So this is, yeah. this is his time. He gets the, he actually gets to form his program, how he wants to run it, build the culture. And, you know, that's always interesting to see who's going to have as the first assistant 
or, you know, just how he's going to, you know, grow the program or, you know, develop or recreate the program, if you will. Yeah, that that will be, uh, again, one of the interesting things here. Uh, you know, and he, you, you mentioned before, um, you know, we, we didn't have to maybe uh, have like this long, drawn-out search uh, because he seemed like it, it seemed like the the right fit, right? For and a guy that wants to wants to be here. I mean, there's some maybe younger guys that might have, you know, have more, you know, I guess you know more of a name from other programs. But you know, when you look at the look at that, do, do you think that the danger there was they don't a care that much about Old Dominion, you know, from their roots, right? Like I mean, this means more to Mike because he played here. And would you worry about somebody, you know, giving you maybe three years and then looking out the door, trying to get out the door? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, in today's world of college sports, that's always uh, going to be out there. I mean, you know, there is, uh, I think what you're going to get from Mike, obviously, there is that sense of loyalty because he did play there uh, at, at Old Dominion. So I think that's number one. Um, you know, a lot of coaches have become frustrated with the portal thing and NIL and, you know, there's some variables out there that a lot of coaches have not had to deal with. Um, And, of course, him having, you know, been well-traveled with some other programs, larger programs, if you will, uh, and understanding more about that dynamic, you know, seems to bow well and be in his favor. Uh, And that's why I say it's the right time for him, the expertise. He's seen some other things. Uh, grassroots stuff at the high school level. Then he was part of that Olympic developmental program. Uh, so I'm certain, you know, he has ties to players and, and a lot of different things that, uh, and we'll do some things a little differently that uh, we probably hadn't seen or done before. Yeah, no doubt. Should be, uh, should be interesting stuff here uh, coming up. Um, well, uh, again, exciting times tomorrow, 1045, the uh, presser, and then from here we'll uh, see how they build this thing out, whether, you know, with the staff and the roster. Uh, but uh, good days ahead. Billy, I appreciate you squeezing us in today here at the last minute, man. No, I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's uh, a, a moving thing again. Uh, you know, it's another Old Dominion uh, guy coming back. I mean, reminiscent of, you know, Oliver Purnell doing it and uh, – so I'm looking forward to see exactly what uh, Mike will put together. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Billy. We'll talk soon, man. See you then. Okay, man. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. All right. Appreciate it. Billy, uh, man with us. Again, Mike Jones in the house. Kyle from Smithfield, who is a huge Hokies fan, says it's great to have him at ODU. Um, and um, he appreciates that. He says, says he didn't think the recruiting has been the same for the Hokies uh, since uh, Mike left. And Anyway, thinks it's a good hire for ODU. And again, ODU's had some, you know, again, has a good class coming in. And part of what he'll have to do here is keep that class, you know, assuming he wants to. We talked about Caden Diggs earlier, if you missed that, in the first part of the hour here. Um, player that he's very familiar with because he knows the Bullets program very well. has been seeing him. So certainly a big part of that class is um, keeping Caden Diggs in the mix uh, coming into next year. And then, you know, has to kind of sift through what he wants to keep from this particular uh, team right now. And, in the staff as well. All right, let's get a call in before we break. Uh, Scott in Chesapeake is with us. Scott, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, man. It's a good day. Uh, going back, uh, you know, right in the wheelhouse of 25, 27 years ago with bringing back Mike and then somebody mentioning Mario Mullen. That was, uh, I 
I did not know he was coaching locally at Ocean Lakes. Pretty interesting. Um, whose career was cut short by a back injury, I think. But one of the things that I don't think anybody has talked about, or, I mean, somebody's maybe talked about it, but, <laughs> you know, for Mike to have that, for Mike Jones to have that um, job at DeMatha for so long and to be, he had to have been endorsed by Wooten, right? To yeah, get he was. Job. He was, yes, he was. So, yeah, so that, I mean, to me, that tells you a lot about him. And, and I don't, I've, I've met Mike before, but I don't know him for sure. Um, so I, I think that says a lot about how he can develop younger players and how he might relate to folks with the transfer portal. That's just one, sure. just my thought. But anyway, I think it's a, I think it's a great hire. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's exciting. I think, um, again, to see an alum come back here and a guy who was, uh, it had successes other places too. I think it will be, uh, you know, again, I, I didn't know how long this thing was to drag out. I was hoping it wouldn't need to drag out that long, but uh, yeah, I appreciate your call. Now he was he was endorsed by uh, Morgan Wooten. He was that is correct. And again, it's that, that job was high pressure. You know, <laughs> to let people understand that, and not a t- not an easy conference to have the successes they had year in and year out. And you know, he clearly had a bigger picture in mind when he left that program and was replaced by another Mike Jones by the way um ironically enough from St. Stephen's up there and Mike G. Jones and decided to you know I got to get this college experience in order to get a college coaching job someday which was his goal and then for it to happen to be his alma mater I'm sure is kind of a dream come true kind of scenario for him all right 757-687-9494-757-687-9494 all right coming up we will um Again, Jason Wade will join us at uh, 6 o'clock. Get back to some of this combine stuff. And in the 6 o'clock hour, we'll also talk about uh, why so many Commander fans are freaking out over uh, Josh Harris uh, being at the combine and sitting in on meetings. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. You are listening to the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, welcome back. Um, we'll have Jason Wade on at the uh, top of the hour uh, by the way, um, we talked to him before the show, so there's there was no Mike Jones um, confirmation at that point. So there's no conversation about the new coach. Talk about obviously his senior night last week, um, last week, last night's game. You know, Coach Jones's retirement. Jeff Jones. There's a lot of Joneses in the story in there. Uh, Jeff Jones's retirement on Monday, and obviously Jason uh, being there for that. And what's next for Jay Wade? So that's coming up at six o'clock, which is in like eight minutes from now. All right, uh, 757-687-9494. 757-687-9494 if you want to jump on board. Uh, be the Ballyhoo's phone line or the uh, text line as well. Going to our poll question on the X brought to you by Dominion Floor. Covering today, dealing with the combine, which just got underway today. And yeah, a lot of big, big fast linemen uh, out there earlier today. The question deals with combine consumption and so far uh, 52.9% of you on the X tell me uh, again at Jackson Sports at ESPN Radio 941 that uh, you will watch no combine none at all 52.9% say you will not even watch the combine and 35.3 say some of it 5.9 says close to all of it and then there's the others reply below at about 6% right now 
And uh, some of them think that uh, part of the problem, maybe not everybody gets NFL Network. That was at least Greg and Gloucester's theory. Yeah, okay. I can see that. I mean, I don't, I mean, Richie in his studio gets the NFL Network. I am the other studio. I do not get NFL Network. How does that happen? <laughs> What's going on? Can't we splice the cable like in the old days and steal it from each other? Uh, apparently that caused a lot of issues around here at one time. Oh, okay, so. okay. Nothing anybody ever did that. Um, yeah, we used to have a guy who was a regular on 1310 that was a cable guy that we used to uh, talk to about, about the spli- cable splicing. He would tell us about these stories about people stealing each other's cable and stuff like that. So anyway, I mean, we're in the same building, for goodness sakes. It's just a separate room. I mean, I don't know. Is there a way to mirror the TV or flip it? I, I, don't, I don't know. You'd think, you would think there'd be a way to do it. And we're our technology company, allegedly, uh, that we could make that happen, but... Apparently not. I mean, you know, at least not over on this side. It's it's very strange. Very strange how that's happening, but it is. All right. Um, all right. The Combine, we'll get back to some of this stuff in the 6 o'clock hour after we talk to Jason Wade. There is um, a lot of uh, news around the Combine, more than just, you know, the actual guys in, in participating in Combine, a lot of NFL news, teams, who they're going to resign, who they're going to tag, that kind of stuff. They're also talking about the competition committee. They want to make a change to the intentional grounding rule. So NFL scoring this year was down uh, to 43.5 points per game. And the NFL attributes that more backup quarterbacks started. And they see that um, there were a lot of problems with that. 66 different quarterbacks started this year. That's a lot. One of the ways to protect quarterbacks, they think, which will then in turn increase scoring, is to change grounding rules. So the competition committee is looking into it. This year, there were 59 intentional grounding calls with two drives that featured um, intentional grounding calls ending with a touchdown. The competition committee has discussed and will continue to discuss adjusting grounding rules. They're considering a proposal to make it Make no distinction between a quarterback being in the pocket or out of the park pocket. So you can just throw it willy-nilly no matter where you are, I guess, as long as somebody's in the neighborhood. Like, they used to stop you from doing that. So the quarterback, even if he was in the pocket, would have just to get the ball back to the line of scrimmage to avoid a grounding penalty. Just, again, get it to the line of scrimmage is all you have to do. Well, this stinks for defensive ends and linebackers, by the way, who get paid to sack the quarterback. NFL executive president of uh, football ops, Troy Vincent, who was, again, doing all these interviews today, says he anticipates a playing rule proposal to adjust this. We think about protecting the quarterback. There's an opportunity here to look at uh, the injury data, he says. Most quarterback injuries occur in the pocket. It might be time to evolve this particular call to protect the quarterback both in and outside of the pocket as well. Oh, boy. Assisting the referee in that administration because their eyes are are actually on the quarterback. Did he make it or did he make it back to the line of scrimmage? So they're just saying, you know, don't worry about the intentional grounding part about it. I don't know, man. It, it seems like there is plenty of good rules that protect the quarterback. I mean, you can't put your body weight on the quarterback anymore when you're taking him to the ground. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, get better offenses. I mean, the defenses, yeah, they've, they've caught up a little bit. They've also kind of dared you to throw the football, or to run the football, excuse me, uh, with the way they play defenses now, uh, with the way they, they play their safeties. And some of these teams, 
have adjusted to that and have realized you can pound the rock a little bit more. The Lions do. 49ers do. Hell, the Chiefs did this year as the year went on. There are others that are just flat out stubborn and continue to want to throw the football, even though they're not getting, you know, they're getting these good looks for the run. And, you know, they don't have the good of a quarterback situation or, or good of a scheme offensively. I mean, I, I don't I, mean, I hate this putting our fingers on the on the uh, scale stuff that the NFL does with the, the scoring being down. Let's give it another year. Let's see what happens. Maybe some of these offensive coordinators that everybody's so are so in love with will get smarter. And guys are getting more athletic on defense too. There's no mistake why they doing why they're doing that because you're asked, asked to cover a lot of space these days. So you know you're putting your better athletes on defense at a younger age. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of getting rid of the grounding. I mean, so you could just throw it wherever. I mean, just just as long as it gets the line of scrimmage, that's kind of that's kind of weak. And again, there are plenty of rules out there protecting the old quarterback. Yeah, this looks like a solution in search of a problem. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. That's exactly what they're doing. Hey, coming up in the final hour, uh, 21 Savages, American Dream Tour tickets to give away. Uh, We'll hear from Jason Wade on the other side. We'll get back to some of this combine stuff with people up in arms that Josh Harris wants to meet the quarterbacks, the new owner of the commanders. We'll get to that coming up. Scott Jackson, show priority on sports radio, 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident? Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. Richie Somerville's got your sports center.